Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Oh, pinch punch. It's the first day of the month, Thursday. It is indeed. August 1. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky Delavera, the champion. I was going to be ready for it today as well. You can never be ready when I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. And I get to talk first. (laughs) Well, no. You didn't say your name. I'm Becky Delavera, the champion. Of Pinch Punch, and you are... Javid Oliver, the non-champion that's of right. Pinch Punch, just that's to right. clarify that. Yeah, or the runner-up. The runner-up. You can be the runner-up. I thought everybody wins in America. No. Uh, don't we all get Not like the first... Not in my America. <laughs> no. I thought it was. All right. Well, let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, bless today. Uh, bless us as we read this passage again, and be with us. We ask this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Okay, we are reading Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23 in the New International Version, the NIV, subheading the supremacy of the Son of God. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior— But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard, and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Mm -hmm. I like the passage so much. Um... Uh, have you seen uh, what? No. What have you seen happen when someone accepts Jesus in their life? And what happened to you when you accepted Jesus? How do you keep that relationship fresh? Hmm. Do you talk about that first? Well, I, I think for me, I mean, for me, I think that I was fortunate that my family actually believed in Jesus from my birth, and so I grew up in an environment where I felt like Jesus was proclaimed and talked about, and and we. We love and, and are excited about that. I think that there comes a point when you have to wrestle and, and decide for yourself, is this what you wish to also hold on to? And, and do you believe that Jesus is real for you? And so it happened to me as a child. It happened to me as a teenager. It happened to me as an adult. And, uh, and then there's continually been a renewal for me of just like where there are moments where you question and you ask and you wrestle and you discover something new or there's... I mean, I literally, I can read the Bible and find things that are just like, that is amazing. I, I never knew that insight or I see that inside the passage. I was just talking about this the other day in the Daily Walk about 
that that passage in Joshua, uh, one that my father writes, you know, inside uh, my cards a lot of the time. Mm. And, and just what a, a strong reminder that is of who God is. And, and, and I see this in conversations I have or, and so, yeah, I'm constantly being renewed in that. I, I listened to a song uh, last week at church that um, I think it was, it felt like a pretty new song. Like I think I maybe sang it once and that the lyrics spoke to me as well. And I just thought that was good. And Icky preached, you know, <laughs> uh, a while ago. And it was just a, a phenomenal reminder of who God is and what God has called us to. So, yeah. Hmm. I think all of these speak into my life all the time. Yeah. Well, I think right away, I don't know whether anybody listening relates to this, um, I just generally speaking, I think I feel really uncomfortable talking in this way. So like I, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday. We were talking about something. It was something fairly every day. And the person said something like, well, though when the Holy Spirit enters your life, mm-hmm. and I, I just mm-hmm. kind of went, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that kind of level of I, I don't even know what to call it. What would you call it? Well, I think I think that's religiousness. This person is very, very religious. Clearly, yeah. like religiousness, she doesn't think about anything without thinking about how that yeah. relates to something like the Holy Spirit. And for me, it would be fairly unusual for me to think of any to kind fra- of task that I do throughout the day. Yes, I wouldn't be likely to do yeah. that. I don't know what that means. I too have been raised Christian, like you. I think there is something to do with the way that. Our brains are wired that people are different in the way that they express or experience things. I actually think that I think that there is there is a a level of expression that people have. Like you know, when I was at um, a Hillsong conference, right, and so you're inside the stadium, twenty thousand people inside there, and uh, and the way that they worship and the way that they express this, you know, adoration for Christ is very different to lots of other places that I go to. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just a, a, a reminder to me that that people connect and people express this differently. I go to a concert uh, in Red Rocks and, and people who do not sing suddenly do sing and, and yeah. sing, you know, fervently and, and they're engaged in it. But when it comes to Christ, there is something that, that I think that we have so much baggage that we deal with, so much negativity that we have to to overcome that there is a there's a kind of like a, a, a an encounter that needs to to process what it actually means for us it's like i, I thought that the illustration that icky shared again a couple of weeks back about uh you know he, he and his wife coming together and and dating and and the way that they showed affection i think these are just examples of like how people culturally yeah know how to express who god is and what god means to them in different ways so there are some people who are just like they it's effervescent for them, right? It's, it, it's this way. And then there are others that's just very quiet. I, I would say that those who are uh, are really exuberant about it, are they exuberant about everything in their life? I would say that those who are quiet, are they quiet about everything in their life? Because, mm. because I see that they're not necessarily compatible when it comes to that in all areas. So I think that it takes everybody their own journey, their own time and pace. And there's no like, this is the right formula. This is... I had a, a friend of mine at church once say to me that he noticed that I raised my arm mm-hmm. in worship. And he said, I hope that, I think I was preaching a sermon. I was talking about emotional engagement or something. And and he said to me, now you're not asking us to do that, are you? Mm. 
because that was that was his fear. His fear was that I was going to ask him to like show his appreciation and adoration of Christ by raising your arm up. Yeah, in the I air, would feel right? a bit weird doing and, something like that. But but I've seen that person in a concert actually dance and raise their arm in a concert, and I was like, huh. Yeah, That's but it's partly the context. That's exactly it. Um, if there's exactly a it. level of like a tipping point of people yeah. raising their arms, you yeah. might feel more comfortable with yeah. it. In our church, there is no such tipping yeah. point. And so I know there people, might be two people raising their arms, one of whom people, would be you, me, and the other would absolutely. be somebody else. <laughs> um, and I think that that's that is the 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 tension that we have is that we need sometimes we need community to do this together so that we can actually all feel like oh that's what we can do and we will conform to that and other times it's like oh that's actually well i think it's also that i think what i feel uncomfortable with is um doing something like raising your arms at a concert that would be a spontaneous gesture that somehow you feel the need to do it and you do it Mm. um in church sometimes the impression that you get is that you're being told how you have to feel that's funny because i feel that in concerts so i watch this i watch i go to concerts all the time to see how production is done and how they actually lead it and they actually do teach you in a concert the artist does the warm-up act does they are oh, rallying I'm, I'm not to you disagreeing with that. that i think churches also teach you but my thing is that sometimes pastors get up and will make um kind of comparisons yeah, yeah. between your behavior at a concert and your behavior at church yes. and then you feel under this pressure that you have to behave a certain way yeah. in order to show that you're committed yeah. it's like yeah but i'm not feeling it yeah. i don't I, feel it right now so if i don't feel I it i'm not doing it and i don't think they should and i think that's the key is that People need to work out how to keep their fresh faith with whatever means that they have before them, tools they have before them. So they need to, I think that you should, in church, at least allow yourself to be in a space where you participate. I think that's actually the most important thing people do. They They could pray, they could sing, and they could listen. But there are people who are inside church who I've spoken to them about this, and they're like, I'm just, I'm not here. I'm here physically, but I'm not here uh, mentally or emotionally. I'm not allowing myself to be in that space. And I think they'd be amazed how much they could be blessed with their faith growing if they just engaged in it. Even when it doesn't make sense sometimes, just like sing, say the words, say the prayer, hear the prayer, listen to it. But hey, our time's up, so let me repeat it one more time. Uh, What have you seen happen when someone accepts Jesus in their life? And what happened to you when you accepted Jesus? And how do you keep that relationship uh, relationship fresh? Think about that, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.